0: This is Access Podcast, episode 150, with Anna and Erin, encouraging you to fight for your mind, your body, and your soul. Welcome back, you guys. Erin and I are still a bit under the weather. We have been fighting sickness for a couple of weeks now, and we would just really appreciate your prayers for a 100% recovery. If you know us, you know it's very difficult for us to be down for any amount of time, and so we are just trying to do our best in um, just resting and, and allowing the body to do what we know the body can do and that is to heal. We wanted to share with you a podcast interview that we did a few weeks ago with Annette Presley. She is a hormone therapist and we know that you are going to just gain so much insight from her knowledge about having happy hormones so please enjoy. Welcome, Access Podcast. We're so excited to have Annette Presley with us today. Um, Annette is a registered dietitian. She's been for over 28 years. She's a certified functional nutritionist. She's an author and the creator of the Mommy Maker Method. So if you're in looking to, to make some babies, then you definitely want to listen. Um, after discovering that the diet advice she'd learned as a dietitian was contributing to chronic disease... Annette changed course to learn about functional nutrition and nutrigenomics, which is how nutrition impacts genetic expression. We are very excited to have her um, share her story and just also from her expertise in this field of hormone health and nutrition. And I know you will also be excited to hear from her. So Annette, welcome to Access Podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yes, well, we're excited just to learn from you, Aaron and I. We kind of geek out a little bit about hormones. Um, you know, it's something that you're really not taught in school. Uh, we were homeschooled, so you know, <laughs> we kind of get to learn things differently. But we weren't taught at at a young age either. We kind of started learning a lot about hormones as we became adults and like had hormone issues, and so we've been kind of diving deep into this, but I'm excited to learn even more today as you share.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny because, you know, we all have hormones, (laughs) but like we never talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: first, before we kind of jump into all that, why don't you share with our listeners just a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what got you started into all this?
1: Yeah. So I'm a registered dietitian and certified functional nutritionist. And about halfway through being a dietitian, I found out the advice I'm supposed to give actually causes chronic disease and obesity. Right. Yeah. And so that was very disturbing. Um, <laughs> it made me really angry and I almost quit nutrition entirely. Yeah. And, um, but I really felt like God was telling me you can't quit. I, I didn't show you this so you could quit.
2: Mm-hmm. You, know, you
1: need to tell the truth. Um, and so I, decided, okay, I'll stay in it. I changed what I taught. Um, I actually had to defend my credentials for telling people to eat butter instead of margarine <laughs> and which, you know, <laughs> it's so yeah. silly, mm-hmm. but, um, but that's, that's kind of where we are in our healthcare system, mm-hmm. um, which is really unfortunate. Um, I won the case. And so, you know, now I get to teach the t- truth freely. Um, but What really got me into fertility was um, I was at church one day and God told me to go tell this girl, Sharon, I can help her get pregnant. And um, I, you know, my first response was, who does that? (laughs) You know, you can't just walk up to someone and tell them you can help them get pregnant. That was just too weird. So um, I avoided it for about four weeks Mm -hmm. and every week I would get the same message. Go Mm -hmm. tell Sharon, you can help her get pregnant. Wow. So I finally gathered up the courage to go tell her. And um, and so I'm like, Sharon, if you're trying to get pregnant and it's not working, I can help you. Um, and then I'm, you know, kind of eyeing the exits in case I need to get out of there fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, to my surprise, she uh, she kind of stepped back a little bit. Her eyes got really big and, and she said, well, we've been trying to get pregnant for almost two years. Wow. And we decided we didn't want to do IVF. And so I'm like, well, great, then I can help you. And uh, so we met and I um, put her on a few supplements, had her change a few things in her diet. And she was pregnant in three months. Wow. Yeah. I and love so, that. Yeah, that's the power. <laughs> yeah, Well, that's
0: the power of the Holy Spirit, which we've actually is, yeah. been talking about on our podcast a lot about being um a spirit filled believer and listening to the voice of the God and obeying the voice of God. And I just, I just thought that was so funny how you said you're looking for an exit because you know, you just don't know, but you sure obeyed. And so I just think that's so neat. And, and you did, you heard from him and it's also you kept hearing from him because sometimes we do that. We, we disobey sometimes, or we, we are afraid, but you took the step, you took the risk and look what it did. That is amazing.
2: And I love that, you know, it's a partnership because it, he didn't just pick a random person that didn't know what they were doing mm-hmm. to tell this person that you could help them get pregnant. Mm-hmm. He, he takes our talents and our gifts and gently partners with us to use those things. Um, and you had done the work by applying yourself to learn these things. So you were, you were a ready vessel to help. And I, I love how the spirit works in that partnership with us.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, what I really love too, is that he didn't stop telling me,
2: right. <laughs> you know,
1: so he was there for Sharon
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and he was going to make sure that, you know, Sharon got pregnant
2: mm-hmm, with yeah. my
1: help, And, um, and so, yeah. And, and what I really felt after that was, was God was telling me, I, I want to partner with you in this. This is how we work together um, to heal the world.
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's great. Um, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit into something you said at the beginning about how, what you had learned in your, you know, in your dietitian course or whatever you, you went through was actually causing, uh, disease. Can you talk to us a little bit about the things that you're learning or maybe even mainstream nutrition and what people think is healthy and the truth and like, why is it, why is it being, um, taught wrong? And what were some surprising things that you learned along the way? How did you feel about really learning the truth?
1: Yeah, so um, I read a book called Know Your Fats by Mary Ennig. And she's a, she was a PhD biochemist and an expert in fat chemistry. And, um, and so I happened to pick up this book because Amazon recommended it to me. <laughs> okay. um, and I was kind of looking for a book to, uh, on fat chemistry just to kind of brush up. I was getting ready to do a talk on fat at a local health food store. Um, so I got this book. I'm reading it. And it contradicts everything I had ever been taught about fat. And so the fats that I was told to tell people to eat, she was saying, were inflammatory and cause disease and um, the problem is that she was right about trans fats Um, and so those were the fats found in like hydrogenated vegetable oils like margarine and things like that Um, and so I knew she was right about those fats and so I couldn't dismiss her as a quack and that is pretty much what we are trained to do any information that comes in that goes against what we're taught uh, we're taught to automatically dismiss it um, which one is kind of one of the problems <laughs> with the healthcare system? <laughs> no, no critical thinking <laughs> exactly. Um, but I really couldn't do that. Um I had to admit that if she was right about trans fats, there was a possibility she was right about saturated fat and cholesterol. So I spent about a year going through the references in her book um, and any other references I could find on saturated fat and cholesterol and discovered that we had no evidence at all for our fear of saturated fat and cholesterol. And that was really shocking to me, um, you know, because we've spent so many years um, telling people to avoid saturated fat and cholesterol, and we've never had any science to support that. Right. And I, that was, it was really shocking, for one thing, and that I guess that's one reason I thought I would quit because it was like, well, nothing I'm learning is the truth. Yeah. So, like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but, yeah. Um. And and so, really, what I found uh, was that nutrition um, is more political than it is scientific. And so most of our views um, have more, way more to do with politics than they do with actual science, and and that applies really across the board to healthcare in general. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah,
0: we've seen that over the last uh, two years. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> very much
0: so. Yeah. It's very much less about our health and very much more about control and politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm glad that you found the truth and that you started to dig in and um, and really came to know what true nutrition really is. Right. And, you know, something I tell a lot of people
2: is follow the money. Why? Why are they wanting to tell us these things? And, and a lot of times you can follow the money of the industries that are uh, giving government big bucks. And that's why they want to tell us to eat all these things. Right. Um, because yeah. if everyone knew, then those industries would, would go bankrupt. They would fall away.
1: Yeah. Well, and then we wouldn't have as many people in the hospitals, uh, you know, healthcare would, <laughs> um, you know, I guess doctors would lose out on some money and the pharmaceutical industry and yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so very sad. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is.
0: Well, I know that you know, you are big into fertility and um, helping people get pregnant, but I would also assume that anything that helps someone get pregnant would also help just someone who's not looking to get pregnant um, become healthier in their body and in their hormones. So, can you kind of talk to us a little bit about that, your genes and how nutrition affects your genes and how it can also help with regulation of your hormones?
1: Yeah, um, and, and yes, yeah, so everything I do, um, it doesn't matter what diagnosis you have, um, because we're all in the same boat, and so what I found with fertility is that everyone was focusing on the mechanics of getting pregnant, so connecting the egg and the sperm, um, but was, what was really happening is that our biology is no longer a match for our environment. Um, And so I think fertility is kind of like the canary in the mine um, alerting us to problems that we're facing. um, And it's, you know, it's just going to get worse and worse. And so um, what I found is that, you know, our environment is throwing darts at us is how I call it. (laughs) So, you know, if someone throws one, two, three darts at you, it's going to hurt a little bit, but you're going to be fine. Right. Um, But if they throw hundreds of darts and they just never stop throwing darts um, at some point, you're going to be a bloody mess on the floor. Right. Um, And so that's what our environment is doing. Um, And these darts are called toxins. And so the environment is, I mean, we've got toxins in our food, in the air, water. Um, They, they come at us from all kinds of directions and, we don't have a lot of control over some of them, but some of them we do have control over. And so what I discovered is that, you know, we, if we stop the toxins that we can stop, and those would be things like some of the toxins in the foods we eat, um, products that we use on our skin or in our home. Um, and then if we shield the body from the toxins we can't stop, we can actually reverse a lot of these um health issues that we're having so even things like diabetes and cardiovascular disease obesity all of those things Mm -hmm. Um, and it really is a matter of um, kind of knowing what your genes are doing so some people genetically do not have the ability to detox very well and so you throw all these toxins at them and they're just going to be like ah you know, I can't handle this. Um, and they're going to start, and it, it will manifest in different kinds of disease. So, fertility is just one way it manifests. Right. Um, obesity is another way, diabetes, um, autoimmune disease, all of these, you know, thyroid, everything um, we can think of has some role to play with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, hormone issues in, in women and even, you know, women going through menopause. Um, having all kinds of symptoms with hot flashes and, and various things. That's not normal.
2: Right. Amen.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we want to um, give them hormones, um, but it's like this is a natural process. We're supposed to kind of reduce our estrogen and, and everything at menopause. Um, and so it doesn't really make sense that we would need to add those hormones back. You know, we're, it's almost like we're trying to undo menopause. Um,
2: so, what I hear from a lot of people, well, first off, they have a hard time making the connection between their symptoms and the fact that their hormones may be out of balance. And then, number two, that I hear is, um, well, why should I care about my hormones? I'm not trying to get pregnant. Um, uh, so, what would you say to people, like, why? explain why it's important to have your hormones balanced.
1: Yeah. So there are several reasons. Um, and you know, fertility is just one of those reasons, but as you get older, um, when your hormones are balanced, you can go through menopause without hot flashes, without pain, um, without all this fatigue, um, and all the, I mean, I'm going through menopause right now and, the only symptom I have is that my periods don't come every month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, you know, that's all I I notice, um, and and that's the way it's supposed to be. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so that's you know one reason. Um, another reason is you know, the healthier we are, um, the better quality of life we have. Mm-hmm. And so um, hormones play a huge role in the quality of life that we have. That's right. Um, and, yeah. And, you know, we don't want to just live. <laughs> I mean, um, I, you know, when I was younger, it was like, I I don't want to end up in a nursing home. I want to be able to live a full life. Um, in my old age, I want to be roller skating when I'm 99. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it really depends on the kind of the quality of life that you want.
2: Yeah. And then another thing is, uh, I know a lot of people think, well, I have these symptoms, so I simply need to go get this pill to fix it. And they don't see that actually changing their some of their lifestyle things can um, bring about such greater healing because a lot of times taking a pill then leads to another thing where you need to get a second pill to take care of that and a third and fourth and on and on. Um, so for someone who thinks the only way to fix themselves is by getting a pill uh, where where do you suggest people
0: to start?
1: Yeah, so the first thing you want to do is avoid vegetable oils. So things like um, soy, corn, cottonseed, canola, uh, safflower, sunflower, and grapeseed oils. And yes, I said grapeseed, which mm-hmm. most people think is healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those oils you want to take out of your diet completely. Um, they cause so much inflammation in the body, yeah. and uh, and we really don't need them, right? And I and I want to insert here: a lot of people probably think, well, I don't
2: I don't use those oils. Well, look at the back of your ingredient labels; those oils are in so many things that you buy, even even labels that say
1: you know heart healthy or whatever whatever it might be. Well, yeah. And there can, it's really odd actually that they are considered heart healthy um, because they actually cause inflammation. Right. um, Which is the underlying cause of all disease. Right. So, yeah. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is, um, and especially if you're a woman, you might want to check for iodine deficiency. And you can do this with an iodine loading test, but If you don't have iodine, then your hormones are not going to dance together in a nice way. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes estrogen um, will get a little rowdy, you know, and and do a a dance on the table kind of a thing. (laughs) Um, You know, if you're you're not careful. So iodine actually helps all the hormones um, work together and stay in the proper balance. And we are terribly iodine deficient because we have... um, bromide, chlorine, and fluoride in our environment. And those are all very toxic. And I don't know, have you seen the monsters like that old show way back? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So it's a family of monsters and then they have their niece who is a normal human, right? Mm -hmm. So iodine is the normal human. um, And bromine, chlorine, and fluoride are her family of monsters. Um, and so that's kind of how I liken it to, um, but bromine, bromine, chlorine, chloride, and fluoride actually bind to iodine receptors in the body so that iodine can't bind to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and those elements are toxic for us. They don't do anything. Um, and we actually need the iodine. So every cell in our body contains iodine. And, you know, one of the, uh, you know, we just passed October, which is breast cancer awareness month. Well, one of the main causes of breast cancer is iodine deficiency. Mm -hmm. But, you know, have you ever heard a doctor talk about that? No. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, well, the doctors I go to do, but uh, but doctors don't. So, Um, And now before, you know, our listeners just run out and get an iodine supplement, don't you recommend uh, testing or uh, a way to check for this?
1: Yes. So I would recommend doing an iodine loading test. Um, if it's less than 90%, then you are deficient, but you really do need to work with an iodine knowledgeable practitioner if you're going to supplement
2: mm-hmm. um, because
1: it's, yeah, it's not enough to just take iodine. Um, you, you kind of need to know what dose you need, but you also have to take other nutrients with it like selenium. Um, otherwise, you're going to end up with some problems.
0: Yeah, that's
2: interesting. Yeah, that's good. Um, do you do any sort of testing? I've recently done the Dutch test. to get my oh, yeah. ones tested. Um, do you do that with your clients or do you do other types of testing?
1: Yeah, so I usually do um, the DNA a DNA test, uh, mm-hmm. iodine loading test, Dutch, mm-hmm. hair tissue mineral analysis, mm-hmm. um, a NutriVal and like a comprehensive wellness panel with a full thyroid. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that is good. That's really good.
0: I'm I'm looking into that right now. So I may be contacting you later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, you know, having our hormones, like working the way that the Lord really intended for us to, to work the way that he created our bodies, they really can be a wonderful picture of, of the story that he's telling um you know as we shed blood and as we um you know just rise in our hormones and our hormones fall and i just i i feel like the closer i get to knowing the lord the more i want my body to work the way he designed it to work and um and so it's just i i just want that for everyone and i think a lot of people like aaron was saying earlier they don't connect things that are happening in their body with things they are putting in their body. Um, Have you seen that in some of your clients? And how can you help bridge the gap, even for our listeners right now, that might, maybe they know, but they don't want to admit that the things they're putting in their body are actually affecting things that are happening to their body.
1: Yeah, and I I think that's a huge problem. And part of it is um, because they go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, you know, diet doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) Um, I mean, I had uh, my dad's doctor told him that exercise won't make any difference with his diabetes. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and so that's a huge problem is, you know, our healthcare practitioners don't know enough about nutrition to lead people in the right way. They only know drugs and cutting, you know, surgery. Mm -hmm. Um and that's just not how God designed us. Um he actually designed the body in in a lot of areas to self-heal. And so if we just stop um putting all these toxins in our body, um then the cells would actually have a chance to recover and to function the way they're designed to function. Um, And so yeah, it and it really does make a difference. I mean, just for an example um, a friend of mine was scheduled to have a hysterectomy, and she lost her insurance and had to cancel it. But she was in so much pain, and and she's like, like, what can I do? I I can't live like this for six months, you know, or however long she was going to have to live like that. Um, and so I did an assessment. I found out she was eating the wrong kinds of fats, so a lot of the vegetable oils, um, and I had her take some iodine because she was deficient and six months later she had insurance but she no longer needed a hysterectomy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is the power of nutrition yes
2: yeah. yes it sure is um what about the uh, working out component um you know the the fitness world can have some really uh, they can also, just like the dietitian world was causing inflammation, I feel like the fitness world can also cause problems as far as people under eating and over working out. Um, do you see this with people? And what are your recommendations for someone that wants to be fit, but also healthy?
1: Yes. And so one of the interesting things with DNA testing is we can actually see what kind of exercises um, a person is best suited for. Mm. Um, cause I see a lot of women, especially, uh, working out for like an hour in the gym every day mm-hmm. and they're actually sabotaging their health, um, because exercise causes inflammation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it causes oxidation in the body. And mm-hmm. so you have to be able to balance that out. Uh, but most people don't need to exercise for an hour, uh, really 20 minutes, um, three to five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, including, you know, some resistance training, it doesn't have to be a whole lot of aerobics, um, mm-hmm. is really more ideal for, for the majority of people. Um, that way you're not putting your body under so much stress, uh, and, but you're still giving yourself the energy and, the, you know, oxygen and everything that it needs. Yes, yeah, I agree. I see so many
2: women, you know, uh, do the cardio and I'm like, okay, less
0: cardio, right. pick up the weight. Mm-hmm. Well, and Aaron and I have been guilty of that before in the past when mm-hmm. we were learning more and mm-hmm. we would be doing crazy workouts six days a week. And, and we, you know, had to learn to back off for our health mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and find more balance in that. So it, it can be counterintuitive, but it actually, you know, less can be more when you're doing it um, for health and when you're having good quality workouts as mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and plus, if you're paying attention to your diet, you know, and all the exposures that you're having in the environment, um, it really, it's not as hard as it seems. You know, it just takes a little bit of a mindset shift. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of areas, you can just make simple switches. So, mm-hmm. you know, instead of eating margarine, you eat butter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can literally be that easy.
2: Right? Yeah. So many people think, oh, well, I don't, I don't want to eat healthy because I'll miss out on a lot of my favorite things. And, and like you said, usually you're not missing out you you can just find better substitutes yeah. uh, for things. And, and really you don't feel too deprived. I, I found like an amazing brownie recipe that has, you know, very little uh, sugar. It uses like maple syrup and, um, you know, it's amazing how you can make something taste so good, yet the ingredients are very wholesome. Uh, so I, I don't have to miss out on brownies. I just have to change how I make them,
1: yes. right? And I actually do want to miss out on diabetes. So but that's <laughs> yeah. true. I, I do too. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's so hard. I I do want to just kind of pick your brain a little bit um, before we kind of wrap it up. Just about. You know, people who are just a little stuck in their ways, um, who feel overwhelmed at making changes. Um, I mean, I have a few people in mind uh, as I talk about this is like, how can we help people um, see the connection and how can we help them? And I know it has to start with them first, but how can we um, start making small incremental changes Um, So that we're not overwhelmed with a a big overhaul, um, but we can just, you know, layer by layer start exchanging things that maybe
1: we're used to with new things that are better for us. Yeah, so the the first place I have people start is in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And what you can do is go through, like, go through your pantry and kind of read the labels. Um, Any foods that, you know, have a lot of sugar or artificial flavorings or colorings or sweeteners, um, you know, the vegetable oils, um, put those aside and like eat them up. If you want to, you can throw them away if you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, but then on your grocery list, the next time you go to the store, when you need that product, find one that that is made better. Um, so, and you know, one thing you could do is maybe instead of shopping at a regular grocery store, go to a health food store mm-hmm. um, because they will have some better options there. But it's, you know, you really can make some, um, like, for example, if you are buying um, fat-free cream or sour cream, well, the next time you go to the store, get full fat sour cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if you've got margarine, eat it up. And and when you need it again, get butter. Um you know, making those simple, some of those things are just so simple and your food will actually start tasting a whole lot better. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and you'll actually not have as many um, cravings because you're not eating these fake foods that are kind of, you're, you're really kind of hypersensitive to them and they make you want more and more and more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they don't nourish you and they don't satisfy you like real food does. Right. Mm-hmm. But really just starting small Um, You know, you don't have to change everything all at once. Obviously, the faster you get there, you know, the better. But for some people, it does, you know, it really does. um, It's hard to change, especially if you've been doing the same thing for decades.
2: Yeah, a lot of people also say, you know, the, the financial aspect, well, those things cost a lot more. And, and really, if you look at the diseases and the medications that you would have to be on, I always argue that it's way cheaper in the long run if you spend a little bit more on quality foods Rather than
1: doctor bills, yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, and I actually tell people, you know, when you're making your um, food budget, you want to include your health care budget Mm -hmm. with that, Um, yeah, yeah, because it really is going to impact that. And you know, you just have to ask yourself, do I want to spend a little bit more on my food and have less pain and suffering, right? um, Fewer medications, a longer life where I'm able to move freely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just depends on now. Hey, if you want to go to a nursing home and be stuck in a wheelchair, then mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you know, eat crappy food. <laughs> yeah. That does not sound good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: yes. No, I, I think that's so good. And, you know, for anyone who is listening, is like, yeah, I want to give this a try. Like, I will tell you, I have done, you know, I have done so much work in this area of just cleaning up my diet to win. I, when I do have maybe something with those oils in them, the seed oil or, or anything like that, I immediately feel it in my body. I can immediately feel the inflammation. I can immediately feel the brain fog and the tiredness, and it makes me not even want those things anymore. And so if you can give yourself 30 days, even two weeks is enough you really feel the effects of being off of these things then when you go to grab a packaged thing it's not going to taste good and that will just go to show you that what your body really does desire is is real food and you can really do a lot by just retraining yourself and sticking to it because there's nothing like feeling your very best and that's what i hope for people
1: yeah um, well, and that's the way God designed us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he designed us for health um, and he designed our body to want to be in health. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: And even our DNA shows that out because we can, um, even though we have the genes that we were born with and we can't change those um, unless we move to the moon. <laughs> but, uh, but since we're all still on Earth. Um, we can change the expression of those genes. So we can actually turn on genes that express for health and turn off genes that express for disease.
0: Right. Yes. So yes.
1: Amen. You, just
0: by putting things, right things in our body.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. You
0: don't, and you don't have to be beholden to whatever your parent
2: had. You can actually choose a different lifestyle. And just because that's in your genetics doesn't mean it has to be active in your genetics.
1: Exa- exactly. Your genes are not your destiny. Mm-hmm. yeah that's good
2: well this has been yeah, such great it. stuff uh, stuff Anna and I are really passionate about um if if someone wanted to learn more I know you have books and if someone wanted to work with you how would they connect with you
1: yeah so my website is getpregnantplan.com and I don't just work with um fertility so that I you know I niche in that but um what I do works with it regardless of your diagnosis mm-hmm. um And I have a a place on there you can book a free consultation. Mm -hmm. And then um, you can follow me on social media at The Mommy Maker.
0: Okay, Okay. that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're all about the healthy hormones. (laughs) We love it.
1: (laughs) Well, and they make you feel good. (laughs) Oh my gosh,
0: it makes such a difference in life. I just, I hear of women who are suffering and I'm just like, oh, if you just knew if you just opened your eyes enough to realize that you actually can really heal your body and not have to go through these things. Um, you know, and I, and I hope that anyone listening will really take this and and choose to do something different. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me.